I'm going to start off with a story. About three years ago, James and I, we'd just kind of been married for almost a year. We're living in our little basement flat on Gillygate, and we've committed to working for the church in prayer. We've committed to that, we feel called to that, and so we start doing that. James um, decides that God's calling him uh, full-time to work in prayer, and I feel called part-time to work in prayer in York. And the rest of the week, I work at Carframe Warehouse. And I have, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I, I love selling those contracts. People buy, people buy, they do. They get the insurance as well, which gets me the bonus, which is great. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm on this part-time salary at the, house, uh, the Carframe Warehouse. And the, the only problem with working for a church full-time in prayer is that you don't get paid. So me and James, we, we're living in our basement. We're only living off of my cafe and warehouse salary. And as you can imagine, things do start to get a little bit tough financially. Things do start to get a little bit tense between us. And it does, it causes a bit of worry in me. It, and there, there comes a point where I remember James said to me, um, Tash, we don't have enough money for food this week. And I'm just like, all right, okay, this is, this is tricky now because, you know, we feel like we're called to work for, for a church. We feel like we're called to follow God, but, but we really need God to come through and provide for us. So anyway, I'm at the car phone doing my thing, as I do. Top salesman, just want to put it out there. <laughs> I'm not there anymore. Um, but <laughs> I sit in the back and I'm on my lunch break, and I remember just sitting in the back room on my lunch break, and I just had this thought, and it was a prayer, and I just prayed to God. I said, God, we don't have any money this week. Can I, can I just have 50 quid? And don't give it to me in cash, God, because I know I'm going to spend it on clothes. I remember I specifically said, God, could you give it to me in vouchers, in food vouchers, Morrison's vouchers, so that we can spend it on food? Anyway, I completely forgot that I prayed that. Went back to work, had a great day of sales, went home. The next morning, so I didn't tell anyone about this prayer. I had forgotten it myself. The next morning, me and James, we're a bit, it's a bit tense in the Fletcher household. I can't remember what we were arguing about, but we were arguing, if I'm honest, about something in our living room. And we get this knock at the door. And I open the door, and there's this, like, postman, and he's got, um, like, a signed delivery envelope. And he's, he's like, this is for you. I'm like, great. Signed for it. Got the envelope. And I opened it up. And inside it, it said, thanks for all the work you guys do. Anonymous. And there was 50 pounds Morrison's vouchers inside that envelope. And I just thought, I prayed that yesterday and they're here this morning. And I remember just, just being completely overwhelmed, completely beside myself, emotional, it cut through anything we were arguing about right away. We were like, wow, God is good. God is good. And that's what prayer is really all about. It's us talking to God, hearing what he says back. That's what prayer is. Prayer is simple, but I want to say prayer is amazing. When you get prayer, when you get to know prayer, prayer will completely change your life. When you see God move, wow. It's amazing. And it all starts with the relationship. So I'm going to hand over to James. Tough, Tash. So 
it really is a wonderful, wonderful privilege to be able to share with you guys today. I'm James. Um, a few of you might know me, others might not. That's um, okay, but um, I just want to tell you a little bit about what we've been doing over the last few years. So about four years ago, we first set up the House of Prayer. And um, initially, I, I helped to start it, but then since then, for the last three or four years, I've been um, helping lead that house of prayer, and I work with, with Gemma. Where's Gemma? Has Gemma gone out? She's there. Wonderful. So I work with a, t- with a team, and also Gem- Gemma's wonderful working with us, but I, I know, I, I guess, a few of you as well, who people, as Christian said, who, who've come and got involved with what we do at the house of prayer. And I'm also on staff at the Belfry. So I, I'm the, the head of prayer there, based in the church. And for the last three or four years, we've been encouraging and supporting people to pray. We've been leading um, kind of bigger events, like we, we've just finished 10 days of prayer. You might have been to kind of 24-7 prayer or, or some worship things that we've done at the House of Prayer. Um, but most importantly, over the last three or four years, I've been praying <laughs> and, and trying to... Um, really set my heart to understanding what prayer is about. And first of all, I, I want to say that we are not experts in prayer. So if that impression has been given by what Krishna has said or, or what we've said so far, that is not where we're at. But we have been doing this for a few years. As Tash was saying, um, when Matthew first approached us, that Matthew, our vicar, approached us about being involved with the House of Prayer, it maybe wasn't the most enticing prospect. Like no, no money, <laughs> no real role, we, we had a church, but it was kind of this old 12th century church that was really dirty and dusty and cold. But um, we wanted to be involved because we believe that prayer is important. In fact, we jumped to the chance to be involved about uh, establishing a place of prayer and worship in, in York. And you've probably heard this before, but I want to say it again to you, that prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. And I'm more convinced of that three or four years after we began this journey. I'm more convinced of and convicted of that now than I was then. Because the Bible teaches us that, that through prayer we can achieve the impossible, that we can shape the course of history, that we can bring life to hopeless situations. And, and it's events like what we've seen over the last couple of weeks and and I'm sure we've all been been watching the tragedy and turmoil unfold in Manchester and London our political situation to that the answer is prayer like sometimes the only thing we can do is pray (laughs) and I'm, I'm more convinced of that than I was when we began this journey and the other thing that I'm really convinced about is is that is that prayer is something we can enjoy it's something to be enjoyed, and it leads to amazing stories like that one that Tash just shared and, and, and some others that we're going to share this afternoon. It, and it's life to the full. It's an adventure with God. And so we're really, really excited to be sharing on prayer. Maybe I can pray now. That would be good. Um, so, Lord, come and speak through us. And may we hear what you've got to say. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So as Tash said, this is where prayer begins. Prayer begins as relationship. It's an invitation to draw near. Fundamentally, that's what prayer is. Revelation 3 says this. This is Jesus speaking to the church. Okay, Jesus says this. Here 
I am. I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, then I'm going to come in and eat with that person and them with me. So if we need a picture of what prayer is, that's it. <laughs> that's what prayer is about. It's, it's Jesus standing at the door saying, let me in. I want to be with you and I want to spend time with you. That, that fundamentally is where we begin prayer. The conversation begins right there. Have um, any of us heard of a guy called Pete Gregg or, or 24-7 prayer? A few of us. It doesn't matter if you haven't. I, I really recommend him. He's written some great books on prayer and um, kind of, I guess, a bit of a leader nationally in prayer. So do check him out. But he tells this great story. So um, he was walking along by his house um, just an ordinary day when he heard God speak the clearest that he'd ever heard him speak. And this is what he heard God say. Pete, look at that tree. So Pete is just walking outside his house. In the middle of the street, he stops completely still because he's just heard God clearer than he's ever, ever heard him before. Okay, so people are kind of just wandering past him in the street, wondering what on earth is going on. But he's fixed right on the tree. Okay, he's waiting for, I guess, it to, to explode into flames or begin talking to him or something crazy because he's just heard God speak really clearly, okay? So he's fixed on this for 30 seconds, still looking. A minute goes by, still nothing has happened. He's like, okay, <laughs> I'm looking at the tree, God. And this is what he sensed that God said to him. Pete, I just thought it was a great tree. <laughs> And I love that story because that for me is, is what prayer is all about. Often it's just God wanting to speak to us. Okay, so sometimes it's, it's profound and, and crazy and amazing. Often God just wants to speak to us. We just have to be ready for that, ready to be invited into that relationship. If Jesus is standing at the door, we just have to be ready to let him in. The most significant moment in my walk with God over the last couple of months um, is this. So a, a few, um, I guess a couple of months ago now, I asked God, um, look, is there anything that you want me to do? And um, I'll tell you what it is, because you probably won't guess. He said this, um, every morning for the next 40 days, I want you to take a freezing cold shower every morning. Wasn't really expecting that. <laughs> but that's what prayer's about. It's those unexpected moments and that simple act of just responding don't don't get me wrong i'd rather have a hot shower <laughs> but it, often god cares about just interacting with us that the, actually god doesn't care always about the the what and the why prayer is about the who it's about actually that he's inviting us into relationship with him and so it doesn't always have to be those kind of weird stories prayer doesn't always have to be like that for me, often it's just a gentle nudge. Sometimes I'll be leaving kind of for work in the morning and God will just say, walk to work today. And sometimes that's how simple it is. And on the walk in, we'll have a great chat as we walk in together. And often that's what prayer is for me. It's just that's really, really simple. But the point is all about relationship. If, if you want to go on that journey, just be ready. Ready for the unexpected. 
truth is, though, I, I know that for, for many of us, and certainly for me, prayer is often hard, isn't it? Prayer is often not the, the wonderful, life-giving thing that we know it is. <laughs> and so if you're sitting here and you, you're, you're one of those people like me, that, that sometimes you have good days and sometimes lesser good days, <laughs> where maybe you've gone through the whole day without even thinking about God, I, I have those days then if you're like that, you're in good company, and I want to just give us a little bit of advice. So here's my advice. The first thing is, if, if prayer is something new to you or find difficult, then start. And it would be great if there was a kind of a secret answer to how we can grow in prayer, but the reality is, start. So pick a time that works for you, pick a place that you find comfortable, and, and begin. And, and even just 10 minutes each and every day will change your life. God can use that. <laughs> and people who, who often struggle in prayer or, or, or they find it really difficult often never really get to that point. <laughs> they never really start. So that's the first thing. If this is something we find difficult, and we all do, then I want to encourage you to start. The second thing is, once you've started, Stop. Once you've got to that, that place and that, that time that you're committing to, then stop. Okay, put your phone away. Try and shut out some of the distractions for your day. Give a moment for your mind to settle. Give a moment for, for your heart to slow down. That's important. So first of all, start. Then when you're in that moment, stop. And then when you're there, I want to give us this prayer. This prayer you've probably heard before. It's an ancient prayer. It's a prayer that the church has passed down through generations. And it's this. Come Holy Spirit. Because whether you're new to prayer or this is something that you've been doing for decades or somewhere in between, you're not going to go away from that prayer. (laughs) You're going to pray in different ways. You're going to pray in creative ways. But believe me, you will pray that prayer day after day after day. And God will continue to answer that prayer. It's a transforming prayer. Come Holy Spirit means come renew me. Come Jesus and make me more like you. Come and challenge me in the the areas that I'm not doing so well. Come and encourage me in the things that I am doing well. It's a transforming prayer. It's an empowering prayer. Come Holy Spirit means to pray. Fill me with your power and fill me with your strength. Renew me. And come and help. Because Lord Jesus, I'm I'm looking at the day ahead and I know I can't do it alone. But I know that when I pray, come Holy Spirit, all things are possible. So that's where it begins. It begins with relationship. So it begins with relationship. And I'm going to look at a second prayer that I think it's really important for us to pray. So we've looked at come Holy Spirit. If you've got a Bible, it's Luke 11, um, chapter 1. It's a well-known prayer, so if you don't have a Bible, you'll probably recognize it anyway. Um, Luke 11, chapter 1. One day when Jesus was praying in a certain place... When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, 
just as John taught his disciples. Lift that up a bit. And Jesus replies this. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation. I mean, that's a very well-known prayer, isn't it? I think we've all heard of the Lord's Prayer. But it's a great prayer. And I just want to focus on the line where Jesus says, your kingdom come. I really love in that passage the way that the disciples go up to Jesus and say, Lord, teach us to pray. Because they've seen Jesus doing it in his ministry. They've seen him um, before he performs any miracles or any healings or sees blind people see or the deaf, you know, hearing again. He sees Jesus praying. Jesus prays before everything he does. Jesus goes up to a mountain and prays for 40 days. Jesus goes to the secret place and prays. Jesus is praying before he's doing all this amazing stuff. He's praying. And the disciples are eager to know more. We need to be eager to pray, to connect that intimacy with God the Father. Your kingdom come. So James has mentioned come Holy Spirit, and I'm mentioning your kingdom come. Because we live right now in this space where there's this tension. So we've got the Bible times. Jesus was around, walking on the earth, performing his miracles. We know the story. He dies, he's raised to life, and now he's up in heaven. And then we've got the end story that we're not in yet, where Jesus comes back to the earth, and he wraps up all of human history. But right now, we live in this middle space. And in this space that we live in right now, we know there's injustice, sadness, sin, death, trial, persecution, mental health issues, sexual exploitation. I could go on and on and on. But Jesus says, when you pray, pray, your kingdom come. As in, pray that Jesus would come and bring himself into these situations. And we know that when Jesus comes into situations, there's freedom, there's healing, amazing things happen. When we pray, your kingdom come, we pray, God, have the best, your way, have it here, right now, where I am. In my family, your kingdom come. Amongst my friends, your kingdom come. On my campus, your kingdom come. We're praying, Jesus, have it, have it your way here. We want to see your kingdom be here in the present. There is an enemy uh, in the Bible, Satan. And, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it was interesting. We came here to talk about prayer and uh, some funny things happened. James and I were talking um, in, we were like sat on a piece of grass talking about this talk a couple of weeks ago, discussing what we were going to say. And a man kind of crept behind us and sat kind of where Eddie sat at the back, quite far away. And he just started speaking profanities at James, basically swearing at him, all the swear words under the sun, calling you loads of horrible things. And he was just screaming at James as we were speaking. There was no one else around. And I couldn't hear him for about 10 minutes. And suddenly I could hear him. And I could hear what he was saying to James. I said, James, this guy is just like swearing at you. 
And he was like, yeah, he's been doing it for about 10 minutes. So I kind of said, well, you know, we're talking about prayer here and he's doing that. It's not a coincidence. So I kind of like said, you know, be quiet in the name of Jesus. And then he started singing some swear words at us. And eventually he did go away when people started to turn up. And that happened. Um, We went through our talk with Christian. And then when I got out of that, I got a car parking ticket. Uh, I've had just random men come up to me the last couple of weeks and just start screaming at me. It's often to do with my driving, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But the point is, I I actually do believe that um, the enemy doesn't want you to hear about prayer. He doesn't want you to know about prayer. And he certainly doesn't want you to do any prayer because prayer works. Prayer happens. When When you pray your kingdom come, It is going to happen. And you need to know that prayer is powerful. God could do it all himself if he really wanted to. God is powerful. He's the one in charge. We know that. But God chooses to partner with us. He wants us to do it with him. We're his children. He wants to operate with us. He partners with him, with us. When we pray your kingdom come, we're praying, God, have your way here in this situation. And this happened um, a couple of weeks ago, two Saturdays ago. Um, I was out uh, outside Yorkminster Plaza. There was a load of us, a whole team. Some people from here were there as well. I'm leading worship, people on the streets. I was one of the people on the streets. And we did this thing where we offered hot dog and a prayer, which is basically a way to entice people to come over so then we can pray for them. It's great. (laughs) And... um, these two students came over, third-year guys, two of them came over, and I said, can I trust you in a hot dog and a prayer? And they were like, we'll take the hot dog. So I let them eat the hot dog. I said, will you take the prayer as well? And they were like, yeah, okay. I was like, great. So I prayed for them, and um, one of them in particular was like, um, wow, something just happened then. And I was like, oh, all right. And he was like, I've never been prayed for before. I was like, you've never been prayed for before? Uh, he, he was like, no, I've never been. I said, not even your granny? He was like, no. I was like, not even, you weren't even christened or anything? He was like, no. Anyway, it turned out they were from this communist country and they were completely atheists and they never had any kind of prayer or anything ever before. So I prayed for them and they were really touched. And I kept talking to them. I started to tell them about Jesus. And I said, if you want to follow Jesus, we can pray that for you today as well. And he was like, oh, yeah, all right. And I was like, great. <laughs> Prayed for them for that as well. And I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I had to say sorry to God later because in that moment, I was actually surprised. Like part of me thought, I can't, wow, they've said yes, this is great. Um, but genuinely, I was, I was quite surprised that they'd done it. And I said sorry to God. I shouldn't have been surprised that they said yes. Because when I was reflecting, there'd been an entire week of 24-7 prayer. People praying non-stop, walking around the York walls, um, praying at home, committing to prayer all over the country that week. It was called Thy Kingdom Come. Some of you might have been involved. Praying for that exact conversation to happen all over the country. And so I should have realized that when I led those guys to Jesus for the first time, I was doing that on the back of so many people's prayers, prayers that were saying literally those words, Lord, let your kingdom come. Jesus, would you be in charge on this earth? 
If you pray your kingdom come, you can expect God to do amazing, amazing things. I think really as a church, we need to learn not to sit back and just let life pass us by, but to keep praying, to keep being in that gap and saying, God, I want it here on earth like it is in heaven where there's freedom and there's justice and there's joy and there's no one in chains. You know, we want to see that here in our lives. Fantastic. So good. I hope you found that encouraging. Like, yeah. Or inspiring or challenging. Tasha's told some great stories there. That's what prayer's about. Um, if you want to know more, this is, we love to do this. We love to encourage people to pray. So if you want to hear more, um, you just got some questions from what we said, or I didn't agree with that, or I thought that wasn't right, or it just any, any sort of questions, just come and find us afterwards. We're not, we're not rushing away. So come, please come and find us, or, or come and see us at the House of Prayer. We'd love that. But ultimately, um, our, our prayer, as we've been praying about this um, over the last few weeks, our prayer is that it go beyond today. I mean, for, the, for this to genuinely make an impact in, in this church and community, for it to make an impact in your lives, it, it goes beyond today. And, it, and, it, and it's about what happens tomorrow morning and what happens on, on Friday afternoon when you're, you're tired and looking forward to the weekend. Are, are you going to be inviting God into those moments? To, to take uh, and respond to that invitation that he's given to us and, and that invitation to partner with him. Um, I was just talking to somebody. Uh, we're just we're going to wrap up now and just have a chance just to respond. But um, as I was just talking to somebody this week about what we were um, sharing on today and just the great, uh, we were really, really looking forward to coming to G2. They they said something to me that I found really helpful. Um, that apparently the Church of England has this phrase when they talk about prayer that they that it's called both the duty and the joy, and I found that quite helpful actually. That that is. That as believers of Jesus, really, we must pray. Actually, that, that's part of what it means to follow Jesus, to pray those prayers, your kingdom come. So we, we kind of, there's a duty there, really, but, but also it's a joy. This is something that, we, that God designed for us to love because he's a great God <laughs> and he's inviting us in. Okay, I want to end with this, and it's just... Um, uh, like we said a couple of times, we had 10 days of prayer. and um, But on the first um, evening of that, we, we showed this video. And um, it was by, um, it was just a great quote right at the end of this video. And it's, it doesn't kind of cover everything that prayer is, but it really spoke to me and really challenged me. So let's end with this. And then we're just going to spend some time praying. And this is the quote, prayer changes things. So if you want things to stay the same, don't bother to pray. But if you want to see the world change, and if you want to change, then pray. And I, I love that. <laughs> so I'm going to invite Dan and the band up. And then um, I just want us to take just a few moments to respond. And where I want us to begin with that is just, if you just close your eyes... Do you remember that prayer I was talking about? Come Holy Spirit. That's where we're just going to start. We're just going to rest on that for a moment. So just, if you just close your eyes, we're just going to have a few moments of quiet. If you find it helpful, maybe 
it'll help just to um, hold your hands out in front of you. Just um, like kind of palms up just to, just to receive. And we're just going to have a couple of moments quiet. So God, speak to us. God, what are you saying to us? Just have a couple of moments quiet. We're going to turn in twos. And for just two minutes, you're going to pray with the person next to you for something big. So that might be something big that's happened recently, maybe the, the Grenfell Towers, we all know about that. Um, so you don't need to talk or, or you don't need to like say what it is you're going to pray for. Just start praying for that big thing just for two minutes. So turn to the person next to you. Two minutes, pray for one big thing. Just a really quick encouragement, uh, which is uh, just that verse that uh, was uh, shared uh, earlier that Tash shared. Just a line that said, give us today our daily bread. And just would highlight the importance of that. And I just want to share very briefly, I've just been in Rome for two days uh, with three other guys uh, doing something called Escape and Pray. And uh, we didn't have a place to stay, anywhere to eat, and it was a faith adventure. And one of the things that happened was we went to a Catholic Mass one evening, and uh, one the, they, they read that passage. And afterwards, we sat down, and it was about quarter to seven in the evening, and um, sat in this little courtyard and prayed uh, that prayer. We prayed, give us today our daily bread. And two minutes later, the two priests of the round service came out, got chatting to us, and, and they heard, and, and they offered us a meal. And it was just such an answer to that prayer. God, give us today our daily bread. And it's not always a physical meal like that, but he gives it when you pray that prayer. So I just want to encourage you to pray that. Give us our daily bread. And it doesn't just happen over out in Rome on a mad adventure. It happens day to day. If you pray it, he'll give it. I just want to encourage you with that. I just want to capture that um, some of you may have something you need. It might be a healing. It might be like Tasha's story of we need some uh, money to live. It might be something big. It might be something small, that's, but it's on your mind today as we've been thinking about prayer and the amazing love and power of God. If that's you, I'm not going to ask you to identify yourself any further, but just, just acknowledge to God. Just put a, a hand uh, to acknowledge that, and I just want to say a prayer over everyone that's responding for that. So, Father, as we've been reminded today, that you are a loving God who cares in the big and the small. Uh, that it's Heavenly Father's Day today, every day. That you're speaking out like a radio, telling us that you love us, that you made us for good purpose, that you care. We don't always understand why things happen, but we keep praying. And I pray for everyone that's got a need, a big need or a small need. I pray in your grace, in your mercy, come and provide for your children. And for all of us, draw us closer to you. Dan, come and share. I just want to, it's laid really heavy on my heart. want to urge you and encourage you how important this is 
don't go away from today lukewarm I got a confession that I want to make to all of you for too long I have been lukewarm for too long I've been lukewarm don't go away from today lukewarm the most important thing I think you take going from here and sometimes it's easy in this setting as we gather today but when you're back on your own just start that was the first thing that was given to us just start please don't go away lukewarm it's too important because lukewarm is where the enemy wants us we're no good to anybody we can't be Jesus's hands and feet to transform this world we've heard today that prayer transforms this world not only our lives but those around us so for too long I have been lukewarm please don't go away today lukewarm just start and see what God does thanks Dan we'd love to pray for you anyone who would like to be prayed for you feel your heart stirred you want to respond to what Dan said what Sam said uh, other things that have been raised uh, in the talk we would like to uh, pray with you